dear listeners, welcome to our podcast, um, the Dirty Kinbasa podcast. We are we're still ve- fairly new to the world of podcasting, so we're still finding our feet a little bit with the technology and um, finding things to say. We've had a little bit of feedback from some listeners, um, a little bit from my mum and my auntie Val, who have told us that we swear far too much. So, um, okay, mum, if you're listening to this, we will try and curb it a little bit, but I make no promises. I think she also said something along the lines of, who's this Ben fella? He sounds like some kind of hairdresser. So I don't know what she meant by that, mate. But there we go. I'll give you a little bit of a background about us this time, because you don't really know much about us. We are two Yorkshire lads. Uh, we went to school together. I think I mentioned that in a previous podcast. I'll give you the picture. We're two ordinary lads. We're getting on a bit now. Our jackets are made by the same company that made our motorcycles and our trousers are made by the same company that made our electric drills. Uh, we're at the moment we sat in a shed surrounded by bits of old bicycle and various bits of Ben's gadgetry. And um, it's we're a, gonna, a bit of an acoustic test, is yeah, this, isn't it? We, yeah. We're going to try and entertain you with some stories that people have sent in to us. Obviously, the more stories that you guys send in, the better, because it doesn't mean we have to rely on relating our own humiliating experiences. Well, you say this, it's the less work you have to do. But, so, well, that, that's it yeah. as well, yeah. So, so yeah, this is uh, two men in a shed. There's reasons for this. Is uh, we've, we've been a bit of feedback. Your kitchen's a bit echoey. Yeah, mate of mine asked him to listen to. He's a he's a audio technician of some kind. A bit echoey, and yeah, with looking back, yeah, I, I think it might he might be right. Well, my kitchen's a bit of a building site, and um, the way I progress with decorating my home, it probably will be for the next thirty years. So yeah, there is that. Yeah, and in my in my house, um, I've got. Uh, Two feral children, uh, a parrot and a dog and a, and a wife. And I won't yeah. tell you which one makes most noise. Yeah. Turns out she doesn't listen to the podcast, though. I haven't mentioned my missus, but she basically said, I'm not interested in listening to two bloody men talk. Fair enough. So she's in for it now. Yeah. Because I love her, and she's an intelligent woman, because I, t- I couldn't live with an idiot. But my God, she does some stupid stuff. To be fair, though, Ben, and, and in her defence... I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I'd want to listen to us either. <laughs> we do talk some bloody rubbish. I'm a one listener. And yeah. Disagrees with you. Yeah. Well, and we swear too much. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, one of her stupid things, mm. which she did, she was cold. She's a tropical animal. She's from Thailand, so we've got to keep her warm. She's there in her little jogging bottoms and a tiny top, saying she's cold. So I said, "Well, you, you've got that thermal onesie. Why don't you go put that on?" So she went upstairs, come back down with just that on. You know, the thermals, they're they're a layer thing. You've got to get layers on, you know. I'm sat here with a a thermal top on and a T-shirt and then a a thicker top over top of it. But no, she's gone and taken everything off and put this thermal onesie on. No, no, go back. So then you go back and put a bloody crop top over this thermal onesie. It looks a pillock. And I can't get through to her how to stay warm. So she turns central heating up and then that carries on another end of argument then, doesn't it? Oh, heck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe you should go on holiday to Norway as, know as, as a beach. learning experience. You know, yeah, I mean, she actually just mentioned Lapland yesterday. It's only five yeah. grand, so yeah, uh, yeah that won't be. to be honest, the Nor- Norwegians made me a bit cross recently. I was reading an article, and um, I'm quite a patriotic fella, me. You know, I, um, I'm not one of these. I've not got a bulldog tattooed on my chest in an England flag, and um, I don't get pissed on St George's Day just for the sake of it. You know, but at the same time, I don't. I'm quite proud to be British. I understand the Norwegians 
refer to us as a nation of child beaters. And now I know it's illegal to smack your kids these days and things. And Scotland have just been recently in the news about it, so if you're gonna if you're gonna give your kids a clip round here, do it before you cross border, you know. But um, obviously they're a very different nation, Norway. They have no juvenile crime, which we have over here. Um, but of course they have no juvenile crime. For half of the year, you know. It's below freezing, you know, even in the south of Norway, isn't it? You Not know, just so, below freezing, is it? Well, this, yeah, this yeah. is it. You know, if you go out in Norway without gloves, you're going to lose fingers. So, yes, people aren't loitering in bus shelters, kicking wheelie bins over and things like that, are they? You know, so, you know, it, it's like judging judging a different planet almost, isn't it, by their own standards. If you're sat in a bus shelter in Norway at minus 40, you'd yeah. stick to the seat, wouldn't you? you of course know, you wouldn't. You can't you kick know. a wheelie bin over that's frozen to the That's floor. right. You don't... I mean, talking about, like, antisocial behaviour, if you're out on the lash in a Norwegian town, you don't go down an alleyway and whip your willy out for a wee, do you? Come back minus a pair. <laughs> exactly. You don't, last, last place you want frostbite. So, but, yeah, um, I'm just reading that they, they, they consider us to be... Um, quite a despicable nation in regards to our juvenile crime and things like that but of course they do live in um, in the arctic circle which kind of curbs things a little bit doesn't it <coughs> have you got a story for us i'm going to tell you a little embarrassing moment i had as uh, cause you, you mentioned their uh, motorcycles yeah i had a uh, my first road bike an ar125 a little green and white kawasaki which given that i was uh, I was hammering into gym at time. I made it look a bit like one of the mini motos. Oh, so, bit, know, bit, of a, bit of a classic though now. Probably, yeah, yeah. probably quite rare because they um, had a tendency to blow themselves apart. So uh, they just got scrapped, weren't they? Mm. Anyway, young motorcyclist. Passed my test maybe two, three weeks. 17, young and daft. Coming home from work. Ripping in bank. Now it's a long climb up that long hill and it's gradual climb. I'm climbing up and I'm thinking, oh, a bit misty up here bit mistier and mistier I'm thinking good god we must be in clouds when we get to the top of this hill it were scarily foggy when I got up to Barkisland and I've never known anything like it I got to, to the point that instead of looking forwards I was looking down at the white line to keep going and I, I can't have been doing more than five mile an hour shitting myself never seen fog like it yeah. and as I left Barkisland there's a let's say it's 90 degree nearly right hand corner and I lost the white line and I went slower and slower, and the next thing, my front wheel nudges the curb. And when you glance at the curb, there's no recovering, is there? You go down. So down I went. Not not moving any, you know, probably only three mile an hour by this point, because it was that bad. I tumbled down onto the pavement, pissed off because I just scratched my new bike, stood up, flipped my visor up, and it took my breath away because there was no fog. <laughs> <laughs> My visor had fogged up so gradually that it had fooled me into thinking it was a weather. And I look back now and think, what a stupid bastard. You fool. <laughs> I know, I know. And at the time, I told nobody because I was so ashamed. Well, I've actually, I've, I've, I've ridden mine, um, my bikes a few times in some very, very bad weather. Um, the worst, I think, was a couple of years ago. I was riding with my mate Phil and we have quite big motorcycles. The, big expensive motorcycles. You don't want to be laying them down and dropping them if you can help it. You know. Um, but firstly, because at our age, we ain't going to pick them back up. That's you know. You're gonna you're gonna need your mate to help you. But um, a few years ago, again in Barkisland, the rain got so bad, just couldn't see a thing. I um, I, I don't wear a visor. I wear an open-faced helmet and a pair of goggles. 
and um, I took the goggles off the rain was hitting my eyes that hard um, I couldn't see put the goggles on there was so much water in front of me I couldn't see and we just had no option but to stop and just sit there and we, we sat there for four hours at <laughs> least before the rain abated a little bit enough for us to just ride our bikes we just could not see a thing we were wet we were cold we were miserable you know um, and of course I ride a Harley Davidson I was I was literally watching it rust in front of me yeah, you know, so disappearing from <laughs> that, that's it certainly won't have done my chrome any good <laughs> back on to little 125cc bikes we've had an email another Lancashire lad Mike from Ashton under Lime uh, thanks for emailing this in Mike I'll read it I'll, I'll read it as he describes it because he's a good storyteller many moons ago as a youth and a recent joiner to the world of motorcycling I had my first bike a 1985 Yamaha SR125, I remember those. I feel and we decided to set off to go to the farmyard rally at Helmsley in North Yorkshire. I've been there a few times as well, we've had some parties there. The ride from the Manchester area was brilliant, though being on 125s and with L plates we had to stick to the A roads. But on my trusty steed, full of piss and vinegar, we set off in the 20 odd degree heat at 9am to journey there. The ride was fun and fortunately uneventful and the arrival was much the same. Very soon debauchery and beer was flowing well into the evening. In the morning I knew I'd have to pay the price. The sun rose and the chairman of my motorcycle club woke me with a slap on the back as I'd fallen asleep half in and half out of my tent. He announced we were going for some breakfast in a cafe in the nearby village. I was feeling very green as we walked down through the manor grounds. Um, I'll just add that the, the rally, the bike rally at Helmsley, it's in the grounds of a stately home. Nice. Uh, it's very lovely, yeah. So feeling very green, we proceeded through the manor grounds and down the road into the town. We found a little cafe on the canal side and entered and ordered food. When it was put down in front of me, the amount of greasy food in my field of vision made my stomach uneasy before I'd even taken a bite so I quickly excused myself to go to the bathroom to void my stomach nice hmm we can see where this one's going can't we yeah. you might be a bit of a soft laddie I know I'm all for a full breakfast to be honest one of the things I've learned through the years is when it comes to drinking I don't try and keep up with anyone no you know, that that's a that's a, a boys game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. So we don't do that anymore. Proving yourself's not needed. Yeah, I, I, don't age, need, I don't I don't I've nothing to prove. I I'm certainly not gonna make myself poorly just to impress no. some young lad. I did learn that quite at a young age because I joined a karate club when I was about nineteen and they did a round town thing. Yeah. And before I noticed it, it was a practically a jog round town to grab a pint in every yeah. thing. And I started saying to them, Where will you be in three pubs time? Because I'll see you there. Yeah. And I did one in three. Yeah. You know, they call me a lightweight, but yeah, I still got myself home and they were a mess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one. Right. He's voiding so his stomach. He is. And the cafe only had one cubicle. Upon trying to open it, in order to speak to Odin on the big white throne, our Mike's a wannabe Viking, isn't he? One of the... Uh, yeah. uh, I know the types, yeah. It's right. a Viking version okay. of calling for Huey so, on a big white telephone. In order to chuck up, rather... He found, sadly, that the cubicle was occupied by a rather big, hairy and scary biker who was voiding his bowels. The mix of beer 
the smell of greasy food, and now the stench of this gentleman's effluent proved too much for my tender self, and I felt the worst drooling begin, and the bile to build up in my stomach. I frantically searched for somewhere to be sick, without destroying this lovely cafe's bathroom, and unfortunately, apart from a very tiny waste paper basket in the corner, there was nothing. I noticed at the last moment that the window opened and I quickly unlatched it, flung it open and performed my very best exorcist impression. I did what nature forced me to do in a projectile manner out of the window, after which I felt much better without realising what I'd done. I sheepishly returned to the club to eat my meal, upon which much jeering from the club started. My first thought was trying to play it down, but quickly my chairman grabbed me and we left in a hurry. They explained that the window opened onto the canal towpath, which was full of ramblers. <laughs> Mike would like to apologise to anyone he may have been sick on. Oh dear. And to this day, he deeply regrets this moment <laughs> and feels suitably ashamed. So we'll, we'll see. Um, let's hope he missed them, eh? If there was anybody underneath, I'm. Well, we don't know. Do I'm we, hoping, but... hoping it was some ramblers that tried to give me a bollocking one day oh. in Royston. A miserable set of bastards they were. They were getting upset because I was I was delivering gas to you know gas bottles to a shop on the high street in Royston, and because I'd put three or four of these down on the floor before I took them in shop, they started ranting at me to to get them shifted because it's a public right away, and and they were rambling. Um, I told them to fuck off and carry on rambling and mind their own business, to be honest. But with a bit of luck, it was the same ramblers, because they deserve puking on. Do we forgive Mike for that? Is is Mike forgivable? I think he is. How old, how old was Mike? He was young, time? he was young, wasn't he? 20-something. I'm trying to think how old Mike is now. He's not, He's he's younger than us. So I mean, And he says many moons ago. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm up for forgiving him just because we're ramblers. I think, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the thing, you know. Um, do you want another one, a quick one? Another one's been emailed in. Um, this one's from Jan. Apparently Jan used to be a UK sales manager for a CCTV firm. They supplied and installed CCTV. And she was looking to change jobs and was headhunted. A headhunter sent her for an interview for a management position with another company. Anyway, she got there and went into reception. And for some reason, there's a massive Rhodesian Ridgeback dog asleep in the sun in the window. And the receptionist tells her to take a seat and she would let the managing director know that she was there. So she was sat in a leather Chesterfield chair and suddenly this dog, who she later found out, is called Ben. Good name. It is a good name, isn't it? Yeah. For dogs. Um, sits there staring up at her. Suddenly he jumps up and makes a beeline for her. Launches himself at her, his front legs either side of her arm, pinning her to the Chesterfield, slobbering down the front of her blouse and she was shitting herself, thinking, oh my god, he's going to bite me or something. But as she was firmly pinned into the chair, he then started to hump her. He got his lipstick out. He did. Going at it like a fucking pneumatic drill, are Jan's words. Eloquent lady. After what felt like what was probably a couple of minutes, but seemed like hours, the door from reception flew open, three men came running in, and they dragged the dog off me and back through to the offices. She was sat there, her suit covered in dog hair, her blouse wet through with dog saliva, and her skirt wet through with something unspeakable. Tipex. Quite possibly, we'll see. 
The receptionist then appears and asks to follow. I thought she was taking me to the loo so she could sort herself out. No, she takes me into the MD's office. He obviously knows what has happened as he starts to apologise profusely for the dog's behaviour. He even said, that this is the dog owner's one everywhere, he's never done that before. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what they say, don't they, when the dog savages a poodle or something like that in the park. You know? That's the one. That's the one, yeah. She makes her excuses and leaves. This was a CCTV company and the guys who ran to her rescue must have seen what's happening on camera to all respond like that. I then had to walk the full length of the car park past the windows of the open plan officers. I got in my car, drove off quickly. Ten minutes after, I pulled over in a lane by, shaken a little, and phoned my partner to tell him what happened. As I'm talking to him, something catches my eye, iridescently shining in the sun. A dried up streak of something, the whole length of my right thigh. I never rescheduled the interview. <laughs> Poor, Poor job. woman, I, Poor feel, I feel bad for her now. That's, that's <laughs> not funny, it's horrific. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> Poor Jim. Oh. Tell it could have been worse. Could have been us. It, it, yeah, yeah. What have you got for us? Right, I've, I've got a I've got a story about my mate Dave, let's say. Is this anonymous Dave? Anon this will be anonymous Dave, yeah. Dave to put it in short term, he's a randy bastard. Alright. Oh. So and you you'll all have a mate like this. You know, I'm I'm happy you know, I'm a married man. I've been married uh, about 15 years. I don't have to get it right because she doesn't listen. And I'm happy with me, uh, my birthday sex and a Christmas blowjob, you know, and, and anything else is a bonus. But Dave was... Nearly Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> We're nearly there. Got my advent calendar. One day he starts telling me that he's struggling to get it up a bit because he's quite a bit older than me. So he got some Viagra. A few days later he comes back to me and he says, This Viagra, fucking hell. He's... <laughs> <laughs> It's dangerous stuff. I said, why? Go on. He said, well, I thought I'd visit local knocking shop because uh, Dave's not handsome, man. He's, okay. He's, think cat weasel. <laughs> you know, he's, bless him, he's lovely. Yeah. But he's not a handsome, man. Not, not so blessed with our looks, then. He's, yeah. he's accepted that he's paying for it. Right, okay. You know? He's, he's accepted that any any that he's getting, he's paying for. I didn't know there was a local knockout. Uh, I don't know which one it was. I'm not. I'm not a frequenter of. Uh, yeah. But anyway, he, he went in this place and uh, took his Viagra before he got there. And he uh, he said, "There's a there's a lineup of lovely looking girls at thirty years his senior." And, uh, he's senior. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> hey, thirty years his junior. Shall we say? I tell you what, Ben. I want a bloody discount. <laughs> that's a special kind of shop. That one. Mm. Yeah. No. Thirty years his junior. And uh, he, he picks out one that. Uh, most takes his fancy and off he goes and does his does his deed leaves his deposit and afterwards he said he sat with girls again in a waiting area having a chat and he says and it's, uh, this Viagra's still well on form it's not it's not going down and I've sat there 20-30 minutes and I was thinking well I might as well go again so he picked out another girl that he, he liked and went in again he must be made of money he did run up a credit card bill he did have to tell me later. He did. I didn't even know they took credit cards. I think they bend over and swipe. Possibly. That's how Possibly. it goes, yeah. We, we'd slot the whole. That's it, yeah. Yeah. So, night goes on in a sort of repetitive fashion, and he's end up having six of these girls. <laughs> now, they start telling me this, and I'm just thinking, he must be fucking red raw. He must be like a machine. You know, how many Viagra did he take, you know? Yeah, he did He did go on to tell me that this the, the end of this story, he ended up with a... Um, Bad debt and a repayment plan. 
Really? Not even joking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did. Wow. That, that's so, that's. I don't think from the one night. You know, I think this was a, a recurring thing. Oh right, that's a. I mean, that's a epic level of horniness. Isn't that, isn't it? <laughs> Like I, I said, I, he's a randy bastard. I've never taken um, anything like that, and I, to be honest, I, can't, I mean, does it hurt? I don't, I don't know. No, he did actually give me a tablet one day, and I came home and I said to Alex, "Look what he's giving me," and she went, "Nah," and just chucked it in the bin. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was half up for having a go, but then I'm thinking uh, I'm supposed to be in work tomorrow. Yeah. How long, how long do we get? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, you don't want to be sat driving your train with an erection, do you? No. You know, I mean, not you, again. You get some complaints again. <laughs> They've brought out a new one, though, haven't they? Um, Viagra Light. Oh, yeah. It's for wankers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very good. <laughs> Speaking of driving trains, it is my um, career, shall we say. I um, I don't really mention work much because uh, most of the stories that happen on railway are not relatable to non railway people. Yeah, and so I don't, I don't really bother with that. But I do have a, a nice little one that one of the lads told in uh, in mess room. He was coming back from Manchester and he was busting for a piss, absolutely busting. And it's quite a trek. He'd only got as far as Littleborough, so you're, oh, you're only halfway yeah. and he's just about to climb Pennines there. I don't, I don't know why he didn't just stop at Littleborough. I mean, trains have a toilet, you know, grotty as they are, it's better than pissing your pants. Yeah. But in his infinite wisdom, he thought. It's a long way now from Littleborough through to Todmorden, so I'm going to open this window whilst driving train really slowly, <laughs> put my cock out and take a piss. So he stood up there, and it's a bit funny for putting position when I think about what he's telling me, because windows are low enough, but you've got to keep your foot on a pedal, otherwise train stops. So he's got to have been tiptoeing this pedal to get his todger out at sliding window that he's made so he's done this position and he's powered away from station so nobody's seeing it's pitch black up there he said he just pushed himself to edge at train and he's oh god you're four pints of piss and train's accelerating slowly at this point and what he doesn't realize is uh because a big slab end of a train they're quite air turbulent yeah so yeah even at slow speed yeah it's yeah. a big slab end you know it's yeah seven eight foot wide and 13 foot tall yeah and not the most aerodynamic shape, some of the older ones. Not in the slightest, yeah. no. Which causes quite a bit of air turbulence around sides of the train. So when he, he brings his uh, his tackle back in through the window, he feels a bit of a chill down his front and looks, and wind's blown where he'd opened this window a couple of inches wide enough to get his todger out. Uh, he's got a two-inch streak of piss from, it, from his knob right up to his collar, really, of... Uh, oh. Splash spray back, shall we say? Wow! Oh no! And he's got to sit all day. In that. He's got to sit all the way from at least from even if that were end of his job. Well, he's still got to travel from Littleborough all the way that, back. That's if he's brought spare uniform. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do they have showers and stuff? And they do have a shower, yeah. But yeah. he's still got a good hour. Yeah. So uh, soaked in his own piss. To be honest, this is this is not something I forgive because the one thing I can't forgive is stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> and that, He's not a stupid lad, like our last. Well, uh, not yeah, stupid, he's but not does stu- stupid things. He's not stupid, as you say, but that that is stupid. It is a stupid thing, yeah. 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 Oh, great. Yeah, so, on those wise words, I never bothered trying to piss out of a train no. window. I just go to the toilet. You'd be better with a pop bottle. You would, you would. You'd be, you'd be better How going private? to a bloody toilet. There's a toilet. How private is the screen? Uh, yeah, you, you can't see through. You could have but, a bucket in corner. Yeah, you could. You yeah, couldn't you, you take could. a bucket in corner? But 50 feet behind you, there's a bog. Well, yeah, but just, you know, 50 feet. It's <laughs> a long walk. thing is, though, when you're doing something like that, it's like, people are going to who's driving the train? <laughs> you do it at a station. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't keep going. <laughs> I, bet there'd be, I bet there'd be some that would risk it. Oh, it's, it's two minutes to next signal. I'll be all right. 
yeah, as soon as you take your foot off that pedal, it stops. It stops. Does you it? Got, you got about five or six. six so seven, most seven. train drivers, I imagine, have a brick in their bag. Well, no, because it's got also what they call a uh, vigilance. And if none of the controls are moved for about 40, 50 seconds, it starts beeping at you. And if you don't, then release that pedal and press it again, or, uh, it then stops you know, again. You know, so there's actually there's a lot more to train driving than I thought. You there know, is. You don't just press a button, do you? No, I've heard loads of people say, oh, they practically drive themselves, don't you? And I've, I've heard it that many times now, I just say, yeah, it does. <laughs> I just sit here drinking coffee and see if I can get crossword done between Leeds and Manchester. Yeah. You know, because there's that many people think they're on autopilot. Yeah. When in fact, if you've got if you've got cruise control on your car, you've got more electricity than a train has. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, t- to be honest, I I never liked cruise control. Don't oh, I love it? I I, I, love I, it. I never trust it. And you know, like you've got these cars now that can't drive into back at other car. I've had one. Yes. I don't trust them either. Well, I do, and I'll tell you why. I've only had one, and I'll ask says, "Can I drive it home?" And we bought it in Blackburn. Oh yeah. Okay. Get familiarity with it. She's a good driver. I made a learn in a, a Land Rover 110. And on way home, you come up from, uh, again, from Littlebrough up to the top of Rippenden Turn, and it goes four lanes into three. Aye. And a van came down fourth lane. We were in third lane. Van came down fourth lane, and he got half at way past our car. Yeah. And swerved into third lane. Yeah. And that car stamped on brakes and saved us having a crash when we'd only owned car 40 Aye. minutes. Great. And I went, wow, that's amazing. It, it it's, yeah, it's well, very you, clever. You, I... My brother has a Mercedes, very nice car, lovely, very expensive car, very smart, executive thing. I don't know what model it is, I'm not a car person. It parks, it parallel parks itself. Oh, mine does that. And it feels weird because what you're supposed to do is just do the pedals and not touch the steering wheel. But it feels strange, you just don't... You'd probably get used to it, but I haven't. And when the one time I drove it, and he's there in the passenger seat, shouting at me, saying, what are you touching the wheel for? Why are you touching this? And I'm like, no. Because I'm driving. And I'm, yeah. I, I just have more confidence in myself than I have the machine. And it's because I've never driven anything like that, really, isn't it? It's because it's all new to me and things. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a convert yet. I don't like the self-park thing, but I do like... Because on that car that saved itself, it did have adaptive crews as well. Right. So you set it to 70 on motorway, and somebody in front of you at 60, it'll just come in and sit two or three seconds behind them at 60 until they've moved out of your lane and then it'll accelerate back to 70. That were really nice. But it did take a bit of a leap of faith at the beginning. But no, I very rarely use self-park. I find it it's a bit of a faff. Um, I can have it parked by the time I've thought about yeah. sorting self-park out. I, that's it. I mean, I, I found the same thing. Um, the car has like a green triangle. And if the green triangle comes up, the parking space that you've just gone past is big enough. Yeah. I went past one and green triangle went up, but I reckon I could have still got it in. I live on a terrace street where parking's a premium. You get good at it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... It's uh, not a street where everybody thinks they own the bit of road in front of their house, so that, they will park there. That's it. No but, matter, and they'll waste half a space to do it. Yeah, that's that's exactly the problem I have. And it, it's actually something that gets me a rant. And it's one of the reasons that many of the neighbours don't like me. Because I think, if, to be honest, I'm, I'm the kind of person, Ben, you've known me long enough, if somebody's been a dickhead, I'll tell them. Yeah, you tell know, it as it is. I'll, yeah, I'll tell, yeah. you know. Like, they're leaving three quarters of a car length between the cars. If you're in the if you're on the end bay, at least park up to line. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, if my neighbours parked considerably, oh, sorry, considerately, they'd, um, you'd get four more cars down that side. Yeah. You know, but they don't. No. And not only that, you live in a terraced house where there's no off-street parking, so 
You have one car. <laughs> that, in, in my, you no, don't. No, oh, no. no, 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 no. He's got a car. Wife's got a car. Daughter's grown up. She still lives at home. She's got a car. And boyfriend turns and up. And boyfriend turns up to visit, right? And then I come, I come back. Three carrier bags full of shopping for and, and two kids and and then they wonder why I'm swearing at them. It's just I think it's just rude. I no. hate my neighbours. <laughs> I, I do. They just inconsiderate bellends. We've got one of them instead of letting his dog shit in his own garden, lets it out onto the lane. You know, um, I've, I mean, I've several times I've posted it back through his fucking letterbox. Yeah, rightly, yeah, so. rightly so. He's moving so. out now. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, probably, but my campaign of harassment has worked. I did have a similar neighbour at my last house um, that was a, a little unadopted street and she thought fit to let her uh, American Bull Terrier, I think it was, in the morning. Couldn't be arsed walking, it just let it out and it shit down the street. And it, it seemed to quite like shitting outside my house. Now, we had a, a rescue cat and it was called Claude. This is not like Jean-Claude, this is Claude your frigging arm off. He was a brute. And he was lovely on his terms, but when he'd had enough, you knew now, one morning, I could hear this noise. Going on. What the bloody hell is this? I opened my door and Claude sat on my doorstep while this dog's taking a shit about ten feet away. And so, I just went, go get him, Claude. And he didn't move. So I just touched his back end with my foot. And he set off. <laughs> and this dog, mid-shit, <laughs> set off running. And it was, it was literally like David Attenborough, you know, with... Like a lion something, after a gazelle. Yeah, <laughs> something ticking down a wildebeest. Mm. He took this dog down. And dog quickly then jumped it back to its feet, because it was a lot bigger than Claude, and ran off screaming like a... You know, like they, like they do the yelping screaming that they have. And Claude strutted, strutted back to our door. <laughs> it's funny, actually. I rescued a cat, an old, big old tomcat. I called him Grenadier. He'd been through wars, I'd lad, you know. Big tabby cat, scarred. And um, he was a bit like that. And one day I was working on a motorcycle in the backyard and a couple of lads came down. They had a staffy and they saw him and he used to like laying on flags in sun, did this cat. He, he were a very laid-back cat. Not particularly aggressive. He was just hard. All other cats gave him a wide berth, you know, I just think. He used to attack my ex-wife now and again, which used to amuse me. Yeah, yeah. But only opportunistically. He never, like, went looking for her. It's like, if she happened to pass, she might get her ass clawed, you know. But um, he was sat there laying in the sun, just enjoying himself, chilling out. And they decided to set this dog off its lead for a bit of sport, didn't they, these little assholes? So they let this dog anyway. He mauled it. That <laughs> poor dog. That poor dog ran away with its tail between its legs, covered in its own piss. And I said to these lads, I says, now then, I says, you better fuck off, because otherwise I'm going to do to you what that cat's just done to your dog. You know, and um, they went away, like, you know. It's, uh, I miss that old cat, you know. He passed away um, last October, I do miss him. Yeah, he were a good one. Yeah, we, we lost Claude several years back. It's a shame, because he, uh, he was a brute. He was a, a character. Ah, he were a nice cat. He used, to, he used to go around all the shops in Elland, you know, um, like... He always knew he'd get a bit of fuss and an head scratch from girls, travel agents and stuff like that, and used to go and sleep in florist or go and sit in window at charity shop and stuff like that. Everybody knew him, like, you know, yeah. so he were quite missed by a lot of people when he went. See, cats don't have owners, do they? They no. just, just they have thing, a territory right? where yeah. they, they've got several places they visit Yeah. if it's beneficial. Yeah, that's you know, right. There's no loyalty with cats, is there? Well, not, not like I a dog. I don't know. Though, I think there was a little bit. Of, I mean, he, he always came back. To my place, so right. Okay, you know, that, that, you that must really, have fed him most. That, that's well, all it was. I don't know. I, to be honest, I'm sure other people fed him, but um, 
I just think he liked it at my place. I don't know. Maybe quality of food were better or something, you know. You're cooking, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe yeah. He, yeah, I don't want cat food, but I can have a roast dinner kind of thing. Culinary you know. prowess. Uh, That's it. I'm just going to have a little rant. Oh, you know, you've got a rant. I've got a little oh. rant. Earlier this year, between lockdown and lockdowns and lockdowns, you know, we managed to get away down to Oxford, it was actually. We'd not visited Oxford I like before. Oxford. Beautiful place, yeah. In the hotel, there's uh, yeah, your standard issue hairdryer. One of them on wall. No, it was a plug-in in a drawer. Oh, right. Yeah. Because if it had been on wall, it wouldn't have been a problem because there'd have been a limited cable. But because they give you a regular hairdryer, it says on it, do not use in the bath. Who's that warning for? Well, you know, our, our modern people, that bloody stupid. You know, I Silica gel packets, do not eat. Do not eat, yeah, yeah. I had a heat gun that put out 500 degrees... And it didn't have a warning on it like that. That one said, do not use as a hairdryer. Did it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, to be fair... Um, and that's how my hair went. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I saw something. I, I can't remember who it was. It might have been C6 Steve, you know, the musician. Oh, yeah. And I, I quite like that fellow. He's, he's, I think we'd probably have a lot in common. You know, He's a bit of a down-to-earth lad, isn't yeah. he? Except and he's funny. He said something along the lines of, um, if you think people are getting stupider, consider this. Back when I was a kid... When you bought a motorcycle, it used to tell you in the manual how to adjust the valve clearances. Now, it tells you not to drink the contents of the battery. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where we are, isn't it? Yeah, mollycoddled, yeah. ridiculous, claims culture yeah. nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so don't use your hairdryer in bath. Or your toaster. Your toaster, yeah. Well, somebody said, uh, if, if 2020 could be a bath bomb, it would be a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> On the whole... Human beings are not getting cleverer, are they? No. No. No, definitely not. <coughs> yeah, you better give them email addresses as well, otherwise we'll have no stories for next time. We, yeah, we do. We, it's it's dirtykinbassa at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, anything anything you want to send in, and uh, we'll keep you anonymous if you prefer. See uh, see what you've got to say. We'll, we'll try uh, to keep them. I don't always remember, do I? Or, you know, um, I'll say, I'll, I'll, give a, I'll give a pseudonym, but then I'll... Slip the real name slip. in by accident, yeah, and yeah. I can't help it. You know, like, that's the thing. Isn't it? When my you my thought train the... meanders. You are recalling it. Yeah. And you go back to thinking of that person, but yeah, we we can uh, I can edit that out if Tony's uh, like if, if Tony's being a bit gormless up again. Yeah. yeah. I was looking on your Facebook. One of your mates thinks that a pig in a blanket is a hot dog cooked inside the bun yeah i saw this um, uh, robert, robert yeah, yeah that's it and and, and it's just wrong it, it didn't look you know there's not enough meat going on there is it? the whole oh. point of a pig in blanket is double meat well yeah and, and it's tasty i, I, I mean it, what he had was a basically a, a double baked hot dog it wasn't looked it? like a shit sausage roll it was poor you know it, it were a poor effort at culinary excellence and um not something we want to encourage crossing the Atlantic, really. No, so pigs in blankets yeah. in Britain, sausage wrapped in bacon. Have you ever had a corn dog? A corn dog, what the hell is a corn dog? Well, it's like, it's on a stick, it's like a hot dog on a stick, surrounded in like a stodgy soft batter that's crispy on the outside but fluffy in the middle. It sounds Scottish covered in batter. It could be, but it's it's American, and it, to be honest, mate, it's shit. So what is it, it corn on the cob? It, no, it's, it's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. Right. In like so a corn, corn in like a it's like a corn bread, like a corn batter. Okay. It's not good. It's no, no wonder they're all so bloody fat. Well, I don't <laughs> know. I, I, we can't talk. Athlete. 
Yeah, well, you said you were coming to join my sumo club. You haven't turned up. We could do it in a pub car park. Yeah, that's the point. We're not allowed to do it. Chalk lines on floor, yeah. Socially distanced sumo, how will that work? <laughs> Poke each other with brushes. <laughs> Verbal yard, abuse. Yard brushes. Try and push each other out of a circle with a yard brush. To be honest, seeing you in a sumo thong, I think I'm going to say you've won and I'm leaving. You've, you've thought about <laughs> me in a sumo thong far too much, I think. <laughs> I? To, actually, to be honest, um, I bought myself some new trousers the other day. Some new, well, new jeans. I was looking at myself in the mirror thinking, oh, these fit rather well, you know, because recently I've been kind of between sizes. All right, yeah. And I was looking at myself in the mirror and I realised, and I don't know at what point it happens, but I don't have an arse anymore. Are you going to start doing a Simon Cowell then and pulling them up further? Is that well, I, I probably could, but I don't actually have an arse. My, my once muscular slab-like buttocks have... Um, Who told you that? I've gone. Yeah. <laughs> My mum. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's not biased. No. And I've got a fat back. A fat back? Yeah, I mean, I'm mean, like, I'm like, a bit of a love handle thing going on at the bottom of my back now. I'm, More cushion for the pushing. Well, you say that, but I'm going to have to come to the terms with the fact that before long I'm not going to be an attractive man anymore. How long have you been in denial? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Auntie Val says I'm a special soldier. You mentioned anti-val I've not met, I've, no. Doesn't everybody have an anti-val? No, I don't no, have an anti-val. Yeah. My, my anti-val, she's lovely. She's not got a malicious bone in her body, an anti-val. She's lovely. She's proper, proper, proper lovely Yorkshire auntie. Daft as a brush, mind. But, yeah. Has she got any stories? I'm sure she will have. I'm sure she will have, but whether she'll tell them... <laughs> another, another... Well, she could be anti-Jane then, can't she? Well, this is it. But people, people know I ain't got anti-Jane. I used to keep chickens, you know. And um, they were all named after my aunties. Oh, nice. Because they were also feisty old birds who pecked <laughs> at me. <laughs> yeah. But it was quite funny. All the, I mean, the few neighbours that liked me used to laugh and um, when they used to hear me calling chickens with a bit of corn and I were in the backyard, Valerie, Denise! <laughs> Come on, Jacqueline! <laughs> Jacqueline went bugger. She used to bite, attack everyone. A bit like me, Auntie Jacqueline, you know. She's really fast. Well named. Yeah, yeah. So, dirtykimbassa at gmail.com if you've got any stories for us. You know you know the level. Yeah, we've, People we've, we've pitched, haven't we? Being, being um, cheering on someone's shit we've had. We've had being sick on Ramblers. Yeah, yeah we did have another one. Um, a fella... I, 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 didn't, I didn't really want to read it out. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it's a very brief story, but... I didn't include it because it's just not funny. <laughs> but, Is it a cruel one? Well, well I'm, I'm going to be cruel because he'll, he'll be listening. Um, but he sent in this story. He says, I bought the sale. I said, Sorry, I sold at a car boot sale a Stanley toolbox and was given the exact same Stanley toolbox as a Christmas present by my brother-in-law. Somehow it had found a circle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But at the same time, it's not very funny, is it? How did you know it was the exact same one? Markings on it, his initials, you know. Right, okay. Tradesman, I mean, I, I'm, I have some tools that are marked. Touch the name. I've got a strap-on, um, a, 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 a strap-on, a, a strap-on, a snap-on screwdriver. Okay. Uh, we'll edit that out. <laughs> I've got a snap-on screwdriver that says Dave on it. Okay. I don't know where that's come from. Dave. Well, I don't know, I don't know which Dave. Lifetime guarantee. They are, they are. The lifetime. Good, 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 good screwdrivers, these strap-ons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you a little uh, a little thing that happened the other day, which basically exercise is dangerous. That's what I surmised from this. 
And uh, well, yeah, look at your mate at knocking shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Today he ran up with all the exercise. It's exercise. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean I um, I did doing a shoulder at karate many years ago, and uh, the other night, Alice has got one of them hula hoops. And now I'm not talking like these skinny little hula hoops like you used to have at school, you know, like the thickness of a drinking straw rubbish. This is a weighted thing for exercise. God, that sounds like hard work. I could never do hula hoop. I couldn't, but I can with this one. But I don't. So she's in the middle of the living room. She's positioned herself nicely away from TV and Christmas tree and everything so she won't knock anything over, you know. And she's hula-ing. Fantastic. This, this, this thing weighs quite a bit. It's probably one to two kilos, which, you know, bear in mind, it's the, the, the speed it's going round is it's quite a weight. Centrifugal force. Yeah. And I stood up from my computer desk and thought, I'm going to go make a coffee. And I turned round and faced her and I said, oh, OK, this is uh, like something out of Krypton Factor. I've got to time this to get through. And so I stood behind her and then I'm thinking, she's going too fast here, I can't get through. And she realises then I'm waiting for her. And I don't know, subconsciously or what, she moved back a little bit. Just enough to smack this hula right onto my cock end. <laughs> oh, did it hurt? He, he, yeah, well, he's a couple of kilo weight doing, you know, a good pace around her waist. Not a glancing blow, then. He just... It, poof. Yeah. How did she get that? She didn't move back. She didn't step back. Just wiggled a bit. She just... She bloody knew. Yeah. She bloody knew. How? Dangerous bitch. Don't be exercising. It's dangerous. I actually need to exercise a bit more. Then I look at the weather. Do you want to buy a hula hoop? No. 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 Or, or a mountain bike. Or, you know, I, could, I, can't, I can't ever see me being one of the... Lycra clad. See, Tony glanced at my mountain bike as he said that. I know it's yours, he's electric. It's electric, yeah. you see. Uh, but um, yeah. I actually hate cyclists. <laughs> if it were up to me, I'd machine gun the bloody lot of them. Is it a road tax jealousy thing? No, do you know what it is? It's, it's uh, again, what I don't like are inconsiderate people. And, and it's the, let's ride three a bloody breast down a country lane so no bugger can get past. You know, it's the, if you, why wear the Lycra and the sporty gear? if you're only going to tootle along at four mile an hour. I just don't think there's a place for them on the road, really. I, I, I know people. some people think they're the solution to traffic problems and things like that. I think they're the cause of a lot of traffic problems. Uh, cycle lanes that suddenly stop. Um, cycle lanes that the cyclist doesn't actually cycle in. Yeah, I think cycle lanes in Britain are shit mm. because everybody parks in them. That's no right. use. Yeah, so, exactly. So they've got to come out yeah. and then they create a hold up and everybody... The problem is because they're going slower than all the traffic, the traffic's got to react to them and that creates the hazard therein. Um, yeah, when you look at cycle lanes in other countries, they'll have an entire, like even a, a traffic island down middle, which is two to, lanes. To be fair, I nearly killed a cyclist in Holland. I, w I was driving an army Bedford Fortuna. The cycle lanes are obviously on the opposite side to that they are in England and they have... Suddenly, I still have a cycle crossing from your right-hand side. The cyclist has right of way to suddenly just come across. Okay. And I nearly didn't stop. Um, Was that because you didn't know he had right of way? Or? That's right. Yeah. I didn't realise he had right of way, and he suddenly just swerved out in front of me and crossed the road. At this, I mean, don't go wrong. There were markings there, but um, it caught me out that first time I were driving a wagon in Holland, and I nearly killed the bugger. Um, I, I think I stopped about four inches from his back wheel in the end, you know. Um, Snug. Yeah. Um, that moment that he realised adrenaline's brown. Yeah, and I, do you know what? I don't think he was actually aware that that I wasn't aware. If you <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I got away with it and no harm was done, but it, it's, it was a learning experience for me. 
Um, but of course, it all works over there because they kind of culturally in with it whereas over here the cyclist is another hazard on the road isn't he yeah and i'm going to try and bring a bit of balance to this but there's dickheads on bikes but there's some dickheads in cars as well oh, of course there are there's yeah. some roadworks just out road from me and it's it's three-way because that there's a just come through that one i went down there the other night as you turn right at these roadworks there's parked cars on on the side that you're on and the yeah. queuing traffic's on a free lane yeah yeah but instead of actually applying an ounce of intelligence they just drive up and block it and then sit there staring out the window like it's nothing to do with them they've never done anything wrong yeah. and it'd be incomprehensible for them to admit and reverse up 30 feet you know it's unbelievable but how also stupid people are. a lot of it especially when you dip down into into the bottom a lot of it is not helped by the fact that people think I've got to park my car directly outside my house. Yeah, yeah. The roadworks people had to put cones outside those houses to yeah. stop them parking there. Yeah. And then residents just <coughs> went, nah, fuck that, and moved them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, we don't help ourselves, do we, sometimes? No, as human no. Beings. I mean, this this one particular woman that followed a pickup through, clearly she shouldn't have gone through. There was room for one vehicle, and yeah. then she should have sat back behind these, say, I think it was three parked cars. But no, people drive without looking beyond the end of their own bonnet, don't they? It's, That's it, yeah. You know, don't we? Do, do you know what we say? We, right, we're sounding like me dad. <laughs> At what point have we become me dad? I don't know. This is my, my dad has a right good rant about potholes. Yeah, pothole. Oh, the other one. That woman has no spatial awareness whatsoever. <laughs> you know. Yeah, my dad rants about potholes and about putting councillors in stocks until all potholes are sorted actually to be fair i i've said this before and again um, the stocks we mentioned earlier the norwegians think we're a nation of child beaters and juvenile criminals in every town and village pretty much in england there are some stocks yeah you know um some of them are in better repair than others but any stonemason or joiner could very quickly put them right, couldn't they? They could. For yeah. half day's work. I offered to pay. They have a village Facebook group and yeah. local scrot were doing his thing and I said, I'll even pay and, to refurb And I'm stocks. not even saying we go back to like the Middle Ages where they put them in stocks and beat them with sticks and threw stuff at them and bummed them. Uh, <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Allegedly. Uh, all I'm saying is, right, these, the, these people who are causing shit round towns and stuff like that. I mean, there's... There's a couple of, I've probably mentioned before, a couple of curly-haired little puffs going around Elland on an electric scooter annoying everybody at the moment. But a day in stocks would destroy them. Just sitting out in cold. If they they wanted feeding, the mum could bring them a sandwich. I'm not bothered. But the problem is, this country, we're too soft. And um, you'd suggest it. So let's say, say for example, we're going to pass it as law. Let's say Prime Minister Tony says, Right, we're bringing stocks back, lads, in every town. And all wrong'uns and ne'er-do-wells, we're going to stick them in stocks for a day. See how they bloody like it, the little buggers, you know. Well, there'd be someone saying, oh, well, I'm sorry, um, we can't put a man in the stocks without first a doctor's report on him to make sure that he's fit to be put in the stocks because he could sue us if he died. Well, to be honest, I wouldn't give a shit if he died. You know, I really wouldn't, you know. Um, I really think that... I'm, I'm not for death penalty and things like that because you might get it wrong. But for 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 petty criminals and things like that, stick them in stocks. They wouldn't like it. You've just reminded me of a story my dad told me, so I'm going to tell it. Go on. Even though we're up to uh, an hour's worth. Oh, it's going to be a long podcast today. We're getting your money's worth. We'll have to edit out some of my waffling. (laughs) So my dad was uh, a race mechanic 
and frequented Isle of Man and what have you. And there was one particular bloke that they used to go over there with. And my dad described, he was a drunken lout. Right. You know? And Isle of Man were quite late to stop doing the flogging. Oh, they used to yeah, the birching. Was it a birching, wasn't yeah. they? Yeah, Isle of Man. Huh? I think they called it birch. But I don't think it was actually a piece of birch. But anyway, they hit you with something that hurt. So... They were out pubbing it, you know, as they do. It must have got a bit rowdy, and local Bobby turned up, and my dad's mate knocked his helmet off, pissing about, drunken idiot. They didn't fuck about. It were gone, back at car, gone. And efficient over there, not like over here, where you, you wait for a court date and stuff. No. Next day... Next day, yeah. <laughs> next day, he's in court, <laughs> apologising to judge. And he told him, well, he seemed remorseful and what have you, so he'd, uh, he'd only get three lashes. He's like, what? What? Yeah. yeah, you know, I thought, this is this is not England. I've got no sympathy for the villain. No, well, you know, you, you knock a copper about, then there should be some uh, some return, shouldn't there? So yeah. anyway, my dad told me he never he never told us what happened. He said till many years later. See, until he was about fifty years old that he told story, and he says it's it's not just the pain, it's the humiliation. And my dad says, yeah. well, what what's what's it like? Is he done publicly then, or did they do it in a room? No, or? it were in a room. Right. But he said they took him to this room, and there's like a bit like um, school PE. They had that horse that you had to vault over. Yeah, it's a bit like that. And they said to him, "Take your pants down, because it's on his ass." All right, they do it on your ass. On his ass. Take your pants down, bend over that horse, and then this this other copper walks into the room, ducks under the doorway as he comes in. A mountain of a man, big guy, big Uh... lad, big lad, and he just says, "Hi, son." I'm going to split you in two. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the, it's the fucking terror yeah. and the humiliation. He probably thought he was going to get bummed. And the, yeah, that might have been his first thought, yeah. yeah. And and then he got his, his lashes. Yeah. My dad says, changed man, yeah. different fella. Really? So it did work. Right. right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I didn't know exactly how they did it. Going back to what we were talking about, the stocks, I think it's a bloody good idea. Don't we sound like grumpy old men? <laughs> Maybe we are grumpy old men. Maybe that's it, yeah. Give them email address again, mate. Email address, dirtykinbassa at gmail.com. I'm going to spell it because people have struggled to... Uh, it's your fault for coming up with such a weird name. It's a shit name, isn't it? Yeah, should we get rid of it? We'll, we'll come up with something better, eh? Yeah. Dirtykinbassa. Again, I'll say it. It's dirty fucking bastard, basically. Oh, my mum's listening. My mum's listening. Sorry, mum. Auntie sorry, Val mom. will be giving me a birching. So it's dirty... K-I-N-B-A-S-A. Dirty Kin Bassa. Dirty as in mucky, kin as in family, bassa as in a fish. Not a bass, a bassa. I'm not a fisherman. See, you're looking at me daft there. I'm not. I've I've heard of a bassa, but it wouldn't have been... So, yeah, if you put it in Google, that's what it brings up. So I'm curious to see if it would show anything. It brings up a fish. Well, we're obviously not doing very well because if you should, if you did put it in Google, it should come up with us. It should. It but should. It doesn't, does it? That's the problem. When we're, we're never gonna, we're never listening. gonna hit the big time, are we? <laughs> so we'll wind up there. Send in your stories and thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. If indeed anyone is. If yeah, <laughs> we may well just be talking to ourselves. Until next time.